everyone. So, wow, there's so much that goes on if there's trauma or blackout. And um, let's just start with cooking, being cooked. There are sort of, I would say, three stages, perhaps four. Let's just go through them, right? If you're very young, if you're very little, if you're barely conscious and powerless and you've just arrived and a piece of schmuck, a piece of evil injures you, right? Um, <coughs> that's... <coughs> wow. That is essentially a wipeout if it's severe, right? Severe. So you arrive, you're full of the potential of life, the seed that's going to blossom into its whatever it's going to be, whatever, because we're all absolutely so unique. And then it's met with the dark, right? You've come to the light. You've come to grow consciousness, to be light, to, you know, blossom into your most flowering person, right? And immediately on arrival, it's like the bouncers show up. Actually, worse than the bouncers, evil or darkness. I call it evil because it just suits all of it pretty well. Any injury to a child is evil. Why? Because the child is powerless and vulnerable and is there to be loved and taken care of. It's helpless, right? It's a perfect breeding ground for evil is innocence. I think you see it scattered in all sorts of literature and stuff, right? You know, the Red Riding Hood, right? The trick of evil and the innocence of a child. All right, so you're arriving, you know, to be loved and taken. You don't even know because you're a child, so you're just assuming, all right? You're barely conscious. And then some event happens, the injury happens. And it, it could be anything. It could be, I mean, mine was pretty horrific. It was sexual abuse. Somebody stuck his dick in my mouth when I was like three. But it could be anything. It could be someone isn't paying attention to you. Someone neglects you. It, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's whatever it is, it's too much for a child. If an adult, if an adult is acting out upon a child... It really doesn't matter what it is. That scar, that like, that's a breaker switch of your life, right? That's switched off. Now, you have many responses. Some people scatter, fragment the deal. There's a running thing, but you can't really because you're a child. So you've, you've got to cope. Imagine you're crippled. You can't walk and you're... Uh, can't hear and can't speak. That's basically what it's like when evil shows up to a child. It paralyzes all of you. And I mean all of you. So in that moment, your life switch is off. <clears throat> now, to what extent you can survive is a matter of whatever your sensitivity is, right? So... In that moment, 
I would say there's a drowning of your soul. I mean, I was just drowned, especially because it was my parent, right? The person that's supposed to take care of you, the one who's supposed to protect you from evil is evil. That's a biggie, right? So immediately, absolute confusion for a child. If you have been in any way hurt physically, emotionally, sexually by a parent, you are in deep shit because it's one thing for uh, it to be a foreigner or a neighbor or something, but a family member, right? So again, cowardice number two is the parent, the adult is now abusing its own child. It's like a form of cannibalism, really. So now, you know, you're supposed to have, so it's supposed to be an adult that takes care of a little munchkin and grows it and flowers it and it becomes its own thing and it, you know, builds itself and then it goes off and does, it blossoms itself into whatever it was supposed to be. Now, all of that has been completely shut down. So let's talk about the different, the, the cooking and the different organs that we, you know, that we are one unit, Right. We're not separate. The West has this whole... They love to separate everything out. You need something for the brain and something for the foot. No, in the in the Shapibo tradition, it's your one walking unit. When an abuse happens, it is happening to one entire unit. It's not just happening to your brain. It's like a pinball machine. When that ball hits, it's affecting... It's going round and round and hitting everything. It's hitting your organs. It's hitting your thinking. It's hitting your brains. It's everything. Everything is working in unison to deal with the incoming horror, right? It's like when a meteor hits the earth. It doesn't just like make a dent in the earth. The fucking lights go out, right? It gets dark. The dinosaurs are wiped out. Things are frozen over. I mean, any kind of interference, any kind of injury is a wipeout. I'm not worried about the next... Armageddon. I already had one. I know exactly what it looks like. Right? It's Armageddon. When someone to a child that's innocent and vulnerable and powerless and an adult, its own parent, creates an injury upon that child. Now, so here's the deal. Let's just talk about sexual abuse. Physical abuse is bad too. It's all bad. In our nature, we are to be nurtured and loved and taken care of. Now, you may not know that when you're barely conscious, but that's what you're waiting for, right? It's like the code is waiting for the other code to show up, right? It's waiting to be put in the oven at a certain temperature and cooked and loved and nurtured, right? What happens when you show up and there's no fucking oven? So what there is, is no oven showing up to cook you. It's just, it's like putting, you know, a, a flower that needs water 24 hours in the bloody desert. Your spirit, if it's extreme, ex- extreme, extreme, will shut down. For me, I just comaed out. It's a coma. You you fall asleep. I think a lot of the fairy tales are like the princess is under so many, you know, 
on so many mattresses, can't feel anything. There's a lot of shutting down in fairy tales. All right, Cinderella, falling asleep. It's a shutdown of your consciousness and the takeover by evil. May come as a parent, may come as a friend, may come as a relative, you don't know. I don't know what happened to you. But that has an effect upon the child. I mean, again, it's an, and it's a total energetic effect. It's not like, oh, it affected my toe or it affected my brain. No, it's like, boom, everything is affected. So number one, there's the arrival to the gardener. Number two is, it turns out there's no gardener, there's no garden. It's just evil that shows up and overwhelms you, overwhelms your divinity or spirit, whatever it is, right, that we call it your arriving, your newness. It's like smothering something magnificent with sewer and poison. And then what do you do? You shut down and fragment. So you need to survive here or you die. Children have died. I mean, look at the orphanages, right? No love, no touching, no... And I'm talking about loving, touching, not abuse. Um, it's a shutdown. Now, this is the first, if you're waking up as a new consciousness, this is the reality that you're waking up to. And this is where you're forming your version of your reality. So for me, it's like, okay, I've ju- I didn't know it at the time, but it was hell. Now, you don't know because at that point, you shut down the potential of your seed, right? So you've come with a code ready to be watered, ready to grow into what it is, unique, beautiful individual, blah, blah, blah. That's all there. Potential is all there to go, right? All the, you know, the universe has put together all the ingredients. It now just needs to be put in the oven and cooked into its eternal gorgeousness spirit. And then someone shows up and just, basically takes all the ingredients and chucks it out and you know there's no oven your divinity will just shut down your soul will just shut down they call it in the Shipibo tradition el susto it's an overwhelm it's like a I talk about it all the time it's like if you've looked at those surfers that surf Nazare that huge wave in Portugal imagine waking up to that wave that's what it's like it's just a wipeout and what is it affecting you? It's, it's affecting your power structure, your everything, right? So if a guy's sticking his dick in your mouth or sticking his fingers in your vagina or he's abusing the sacredness of you, whatever it is, even if it's just physically beating the shit out of a child or I had a cousin whose father in the middle of the night would just wake up in a rage and stick him in a cold shower. I mean, all of this is total confusion to a child. It just doesn't understand any of it. It's not, it can't deal with it. So it shuts it down and trembles with fear. I mean, I was on the verge of death all day, every day. And here's what happens. It's going to affect, it it, it literally marinates your organs in the terror, right? Energetically. It's like being smothered in, in sewer, in like thick, poisonous sewer, 
you know, here's your beautiful shining light, just this, I think about it like a blotting paper, it's pristine and white and rich and thick, and then there's somebody just, you know, drops this ink and it just seeps through your whole system. And it's affecting your organs and your thinking and your heart and it's affecting everything. You are marinated. It owns you. And then the predator remains a predator, right? They don't suddenly not be predators. You know, as Maya Angelou famously said, you know, believe them the first time if you meet them, right? They're going to do this continuously. So for me, it went from sticking his dick in my mouth and abusing me physically to then sending me out to be abused, which was horrific. Again, all of this then was shut down. And it's, it's in your whole system, right? So imagine a layer of you that has all the memory that has this layer of like, sewer and then has a blackout right so you're burying it all but it's sitting in your system in your ovaries in your heart in your intestines in your I was thinking about this guy who was in my last uh, ceremony down in Peru who had gotten cancer of the stomach and was unable to you know was just you could see he was carrying this big trauma. And the last day, he literally, we had to leave. He, it was, he was so sick. He, his father had tried to smother him as a child, kill him. And when the maestros came out to see him, they were all concerned about going to hospital. They, 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 they brought him this amazing concoction. And then what happened was that he started releasing with tears so he'd kept back I think he was like I don't know 50 or 60 he'd kept back so much of that grief and that grief had then turned into this cancer and that release because he could finally get to it he could finally face it he could finally release it in that it came out through tears in ceremony it'll come out through defecation your shit or your cough or your puke it's, it's the releasing of this energy that you're holding on. So for me, my whole body was a landscape of horror and fear and, hor- and, and, and poison. So what had happened was that <clears throat> because I was so little, that moment that it happened, he stuck his dick in my little mouth, the breaker switch went off, my life force, and... In fact, the moment the medicine found me was me crying after it had happened, calling for my mother, who was nowhere to be found. Right? <clears throat> and she showed me in a ceremony. It was like, you were one. I was a little bird in the jungle. This is my very first ayahuasca ceremony. I was like one with everything. I was a little bird, just, you know, listening to other birds. I was just absolutely free and connected. And the next, it was like the next shot was boom. Here I am crying and, and grieving as a four-year-old, three-year-old after this. I mean, and again, I didn't see that he stuck his dick in my mouth, but basically I was crying. She Literally the medicine GPS is the very first moment that you have been injured, whatever that injury again, right? 
She starts healing from the moment the injury happened. So, so the next piece is, all right, so some injury happens to you, you shut down, your breaker switch goes off, your life force is closed off, your whole body now has the memories of all the shit that happened to you. It like, it like seeps through you. So another part of it was when I was being abused, sent out to be abused, I was blinded, right? Blinded by terror. You blind yourself to the truth. I mean, remember, as a young child, you have no tools. All you have is your brain to try to make this shit work. <clears throat> so the next thing was the blinding. A lot of dreams where I can't see and there's this just like, there's this blinding, right? I do not want to be present for what's happening. People leave their bodies, you know, there's all sorts of things that happen. The tools that a child, you know, resorts to when you have no place to go and, you know, and your own parent is taking you to these places to be injured, right? So, you're basically shutting out the horror. That was how I survived. I just shut down the horror by the paralysis of fear, by the blinding to seeing everything. And then the next piece is that, so that's another layer. And again, it's your whole body. It's not just your brain or your heart. It's everything is being marinated in all these experiences. That is the cooking. You're being cooked in hell, right? And the next thing is, okay, you have to hide all that. You have to, here it is, they're your family, right? You have to hide all that from yourself because it's them that are gonna take care of you, supposedly. That's what you think. So you sever, you sever the whatever happened and it's in early childhood, so it's, you know, you have new fresh storage to put it in, right? And then <clears throat> you have to refuse your spirit, refuse the divinity with which you came. You have to refuse you. Your parents are refusing you, so you then do it to yourself. You literally hate on yourself because they make you wrong. It's wrong that you're not happy about being sent out to be abused. It's wrong that he's sticking his dick in your mouth and you're crying. As he kept saying to me, you're weak. You're wrong. There's something wrong with you. Now that's what's happened to me, but other people, it's the same thing. It's almost like when your parents get divorced, you blame yourself. It's your fault. It's your fault. So you further drown yourself because now you're in the company of evil, right? So you further drown your divinity. And by drowning your divinity, you protect evil. But again, it's a trick. You have no choice, right? What are you going to do? You don't have a lot of tools just for survival. So if you get lemons, you make lemonade, right? So you arrive as this incredible divinity, this incredible light you know, the, the evil is waiting at the arrival hall of, of your existence, which in fact I was even told in my last ceremony, the evil is waiting for your arrival. 
it pounces on you, it ambushes you, <clears throat> all that potential and divinity is then drowned. You black out, you blind in terror, and you refuse your own life force. That's what these people are, do are doing. In that state of terror, they're telling you that you're wrong, but you must accept their horror. Again, it can be anything. Denial, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. You have to accept the refusal of your life force if you are going to survive here. So you basically shut yourself down and take their truth on which is it's okay for you to be sexually abused. It is okay for him to stick his dick in your mouth. It is okay for you to be so sold. And in my case, it was because he had to be king. You will be king and I will be free. My job is to make you work. I'm now a slave of evil. My job is to make you work. That's the contract. You, as a child, don't matter. You have, who cares about you? No, 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 this adult, he or she needs her mission met and you're gonna be used to, you know, fulfill that mission. In my case, this man was a nothing and a no one. And in fact, he was evil. It was just evil showing up as a parent. Um, <clears throat> but I would be used to advance him, to make him into something, because he was a nothing, right? A sort of evil spirit. So I would be used. Now, what happens is that when that happens to a child, apart from every organ in your body, every breath being marinated in that injury, and that is a trauma, right? that you then have to shut down in yourself. But then you have to build for the evil, right? So you, you've experienced a wipeout, you're shut down, you're hating on yourself, you don't matter. And then to survive, you have to build a falsehood. You have to build what they want you have to fulfill their mission to survive in this landscape. <clears throat> and so then you go about building the person or the mechanism, the thing that they need that feeds their power. Now, you can say across the board, your power has been completely wiped out. You've been shut. Every, you know, electric plug is off. There are no lights on in your home. The only thing, you're completely owned by the evil. In fact, in an exorcism, I had second, I think it was third ceremony in, which was like a black hole collapsing. It was a contract being broken with this evil. Right. So this is like a, this is, it's like a if it's done to a child it's literally like being stampeded to death right it's literally like everything's taken over and 
you're just owned. I mean, you just disappear. You're just, I, and in, in these ceremonies, as, as I was healing, it was a five-year journey of all of this. As I sat in these ceremonies at home and in Peru, I was not present. In other words, I was present, but what the medicine was dealing with was the invader in my system. So I was watching my body going through all this, um, you know, sh- you know, moving around. She was trying to take it out of me. It was, it was all over me. It was like flies on shit. Like it had moved in completely. It was its own living being inside my energetic field. And I had never shown up. It just completely kidnapped me. It had completely stolen me. And in fact, in a ceremony, I was, that actually happened. These Indians came to get me and I couldn't get me out because I had been taken. And I couldn't leave because it was like a magnetic pull. Like they moved in. They've literally taken all of you over. It's a kidnap. And they said, you were stolen. So, so when you go to heal, if you haven't, you know, if you're not lying under a bridge with a heroin needle in your arm, it's a long process because they have, the medicine has to undo every step of it. It has to convince the falsehood that you've built, the person, the beliefs, the ideas that you've built to survive, to live in hell, that you've built in accordance with the predator, so that has to be all dismantled. That's number one, just the defense mechanisms, the ego, the person you built, right? I was this kind of powerless, coy, pleasing other people, you know, everybody else mattered but me, kind of martyr shit. That's what I was built out. I was built to be that so they could get their needs met through me. They knew by, that by terror, and then later on by seduction. So, so how it worked with me was, first there's a huge terror, there's a, you know, the, the swindling of your soul, you know, the, the making it okay, the making you wrong for thinking this was wrong, right? It's a trick, right? And then you blacking out in terror. And then the, oh, you know, then they start paying attention to you, like here's a tennis racket and here's a this. And so there's this, this crazy, I'm going to literally send you to a torture chamber. And by the way, I'm going to buy you a Ferrari. Right? I was, once I'd been stolen and terrified and used, the next thing was to trick me into doing what it wanted by buying me gifts. Right? Making me important and special. It was all the same thing. It was all servitude, kidnapping. It was all tricks to keep you under their control and powerless, right? So when the medicine comes in, she's got to tear it all out and you won't understand what's going on. But what she's doing is is she is trying to clean all of this dark energy around you, inside of you, everywhere that owns you, that literally has a grip on you physically, has literally a magnetic grip on you. So when people say, I say, oh, you know, I'm stuck and, you know, you want to read books. It's just, these things are energies. They're huge. They, they, they infiltrate every cell of your body. 
That's why if you have deep trauma, plant medicines are insanely powerful because they are more powerful than the trauma. Because the level of light energy that's required to remove the darkness is massive. And that's why you have to go to the right people to do it. You can't go to some gringo that did ayahuasca for three sessions and think he's a shaman. You have to go to the root, to the, the people that the doctors that are, have, have seen, have worked with these very powerful dark energies. Right. And so, so first, um, it needs to remove the cover. So imagine yourself being buried. I think that's the best way to do it. Buried deep, deep in the ground. Or I always imagined it like, you know, I mean, I, when I thought of myself, I thought of myself of, as sort of being on the bottom of the ocean floor, looking up. So first it's got to clean the layer, the cover of you, right? The, you know, the, for me it was a coy, make people happy, powerless, you know, pretend everything's fine. So all the, and, and, and that's connected directly to the evil because it's grown its tentacles there, right? That's what's kept you alive. That's how it built that conversation with you. You haven't you haven't even got to the reason why this is why you're who you are. You're just at the level surface, you know, surface level of. <clears throat> it's built the way it trapped you, the way the spider trapped you in its web is it's it's built the communication system, right? Which is, and that's all the surface right now. Which is oh, she's coy and nice and all this stuff, right? But you're really protecting it, right? So first of all, she's got to take that down, <clears throat> which is already pretty huge. Then, once she's, the medicine has penetrated the defense mechanism like a fortress, she's going to go in, and then that's when you're in the sewer. She, for me, she took down the contract that he built with me, which is a trick, that I would do what he wanted, and right? And then you get to, you know, to, under that layer is the truth. You know, is all the huge, horrific landscape of what happened, which was deeply, deeply buried. That I was being sent out to be sexually abused, that he was actually sticking his dick in my mouth and abusing me. All of that is hidden under all these layers. The top surface was, oh, you know, here's a lovely, coy, well-educated, you know, pow powerless, seemingly, but you seem, you know, you think you're powerful, right? That's what's built, that's what was forced to be built in hell, in relationship to the predator, to make the predator happy. It's like, you've got to have a joke every day, otherwise, you know, off with your head, right? Make the king laugh, otherwise you'll die. You're really on hot coals all the time. But what you've done is you've built <clears throat> the outer layer that is built in relationship to the predator that looks normal. It's you're, like you're the, you're, you're the PR person, right? That's the show that you've got. Because that show is really covering up all the stuff that you had to put away, all the terror, everything. And all of this, <clears throat> my point really for this podcast was that all of it is everywhere in your body. And you, it says you can't see it. Again, I say it's like, if you put your hand under a microscope to look at the bacteria, you'll see millions of bacteria all over your system. 
but you can't see it. I couldn't see any of this as I was built. I had to go to the jungle and have the medicine open me up in the same way I would look under a microscope to look at bacteria. I don't know what's going through my system right now. Tens and thousands of pieces of, you know, dark energy and neurons and things and whatever, which is already in the atmosphere is going through me. I can't see that. Again, that's the thing about the medicine is it opens you up. And literally, it's like being a a rat in a lab. And I think of like the last five years, I've been like in the lab of the universe being opened up and cleansed. Well, I was so far away from the injury. I mean, the injury might as well have been on, you know, in another galaxy. Because it had happened so early on, it was such a trick. I was so terrified. And I'd been pra- and I'd built this person in relationship to evil that had been, you know, regurgitating itself and carrying out his things every single day. Now, the way this thing works is that it's little by little that you get to see everything, right? So imagine yourself in a very deep hole or in a deep lake surrounded by sewer. You know, she's dredging up. It's a bit like the planet is right now, you know. It's littered with our shit. Well, that's what the soul is like when trauma happens. You're littered with other people's dark energy. And for me, it was the people who abused me, him, The whole landscape was horrific. The secrets, all the shit, right? So the medicine is moving everything to get to the core wound. And in me, the core wound was this evil, the way it had manifested in my body, right? So your trauma will, will literally build you, right? Especially if you're owned. So it, the medicine literally had to clean everything up around me to get to the actual thing that owned me, which was him. That fucker never died. His spirit, his evil had just, it's almost like somebody leaves their poison in you and it had become this whole spirit that owned me. So these aren't scientific terms because I, you know, (laughs) these this is my experience and it's a visual experience, right? It's like the difference between me describing a lemon and you actually tasting it. I'm talking about the way I taste it. I can't describe it. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any sense, right? It's all experience when you come to the medicine. So it cleanses the top layer, you know, everything that you have been severed from, that you've built, right? The show, the PR show, as I call it. Then it goes deeper and it's taking you, you know, in imagery in the medicine, I've been taken into the forest. I mean, these are also very poetic terms that you've seen throughout history and when it comes to healing trauma from the dark, right? And then you get to the, you see what it did, and then you have to get to see it. And it, when I was there in, last time, the medicine said, uh, the, the healer said to me, we're going to get this thing out of you. I mean, it was a living fucking entity that was in me, that was evil, and that was holding me hostage. Now, the most amazing thing was, well, here's a trick. If it's your parents, forget about it. You're fucked, right? That is too close quarters to your being cooked. 
but where I was shown that they had come for me before I'd arrived. So my soul was arriving and they were arriving to basically kidnap it, steal it, ambush it. Again, these are not terms that we talk about on this particular, in this dimension because we're very limited in how we see everything and everything is, but in these other dimensions, everything is happening in a different realm and it's, it's poetic, it's magical, it's, you know, um, and can be horrific. The final ceremony in Peru, I hadn't puked in any of the ceremonies because I sort of built this huge strength in the five years of having done the medicine and done the medicine almost every day at home. Again, not drinking it, simply sitting with the Ikaros, which are the, the healing vibrations or um, songs that they sing. So I had, my body had strengthened but where I hadn't, what I hadn't understood, in that strengthening, it was like, okay, I get to see it was my mother as well as my father sending me out to be abused. I get to see all of it. But then the final ceremony, which I thought would be sort of the heat, you know, the final closing ceremony, was when the, the next piece was, was, was puked down. That was, no, these were not your parents. This was evil, pure, unadulterated evil that had come from the dark to stop your entry. So, and again, these, are, these this is happening in other realms. You say it in this realm, like, oh, Marie, what are you talking about? Eh, right? So, once it's been removed, so this thing has been removed from you, the injury has been seen, understood, you've been basically, dis, you know, dismantled completely, you get to the root of, of what's going on, you relive the past, you know, you're... You know, I had a beautiful, beautiful imagery where I was, you know, I, I'd promised to my children that I, I didn't know what had happened to my children, but I promised my children I would come get them. You know, that's why I sat every day and I was just absolutely, you know, my conviction was I'm going to sit here till all of my children are home. Like no one, you know, none of your, if you're injured, they all are frozen, right? In terror. So, I had this beautiful ceremony where it was I was holding all of them and we were in this beautiful circular um, hole in the earth and all the Indians were around me and it was like I'd come home I was back to the oneness I had brought my children back to their home which was to the earth to nature to the oneness it was beautiful I'd come to get my children and I'd face the evil now, I was told, you know, the evil will come again and try to, right? It doesn't stop. So there's a dismantling and literally a, dis a dissolution and a death of you. Because everything you built was around something you couldn't see that was hidden. It's like this, you know, like you have this evil in you, but you can't see it. And it was, an, you know, an early capture and it was a kidnapping and it's all... It's taking you over and you've become this person. And so all of it was like this big, you know, lie in which I didn't really exist. I was, I was stolen, right? So all of it's taken down. You, you face the evil and then it's pulled out. And in a way, it's a rebirth of you, right? That, that seed that never got, that never blossomed because it was stolen, right? 
now gets the opportunity. It's almost like you're a child again, or like I'm not, I'm 61, but you actually get to walk again. You get to be in the world because that was hell and it was hell for, even though it was here, they, they say hell is other people. Hell is not a place, it's a state of mind. And people talk about, you know, hell being down and heaven being above. No, hell is, it's either hell or heaven here, anywhere where you are, where you're conscious, it's either hell or heaven. You don't have to go anywhere, right? It's here. So there's a recognition, there's a, there's a death, there was a recognition that I was being held captive and hostage by evil for 60 years, 61 years, whatever, um, that it was all a trick and I couldn't see it. And the medicine had dissolved everything. I'd seen everything that truly happened, et cetera, et cetera. Now, one of the things that happens if you've been in trauma, and again, it doesn't matter what the trauma is. It really doesn't matter. It's still, it's, it's you're, you're being severed from God in a way. You're severed from divinity if you're trapped by evil. Because as a child, there's only two things. It's either what's going on or death. There's no... Is there a God out there? No, it's just like evil or death. And you're going to submit no matter what. The thing about this, though, is that it affects your organs. So, for example, my ovaries were operated on because I held a lot of the terror in my ovaries. In my heart, I had two blockages that were removed, literally. I was operated on. It's weird to say, but it's what happened. But another injury to me was my voice my voice. So the thing about being in trauma is that you're not seen and you're not heard and you're drowned. And as a human being, you need to be seen and heard to be blossomed. I see it with my own son, right? You know, the, you pay attention to your children is like being the gardener to this magnificent divinity, this plant. You are by seeing, loving, making it safe, accepting it, it blossoms into the most powerful thing, right? You're not pruning it and making it into topiary. No, you're allowing it to blossom into whatever it's going to be, however messy or whatever, you're just there watering it. It knows it's safe. It knows it can be exactly what it needs to be. It knows it can take all sorts of risks because every parent is the son for its child, right? If it's a true, wonderful gardener, it's not that complicated, right? Um, but in the trauma, if it's, if, it's, if it's come in, if it's seeped into your whole system, certainly like mine, it was a complete trick, then it will have distorted things. Like, you know, again, my heart, I wasn't able to feel. It was frozen. And I had these, like, two blockages that had to be removed, which is where it basically took hold of me. My ovaries contained all of the memories, which, again, were frozen. But then also the powerlessness, somebody sticking a dick in your mouth is the, the voice and also the terror of what's going on silences you. To speak is death. To contradict, to challenge the dark 
which is why a lot of people are in addiction because it's too terrifying to challenge the dark, to speak your truth because in the speaking of the truth, your child is threatened with death. If it's a trick, certainly like mine, where you're told, listen, if you don't keep this secret, you're going to die. Or, you know, if you don't accept this, there's something wrong with you. So the returning of you is the return of your truth. So all of this truth is being delivered to you by the medicine as it's, you know, dissolving you and, you know, shaking this thing out. I mean, it, I mean, the things I've been through has been insane, physically, emotionally, in 3D holograms. I mean, it's literally this whole incredible universe of healing. But one of the things that I've recently seen is the voice, the you that comes through when you speak your truth. It's very much like a dictatorship. Look at Russia now, right? You go against what we tell you you need to do and you will be you will be, you know, taken away, killed, whatever. Before Solzhenitsyn, it was, in, it was in the gulag. So, again, it's the return of your life force, however that is, whether it's through physicality, movement, dance, you know, that flow of your energy. And then where was your power stolen from? You know, for me, it was my voice. Do not tell the truth. This is all part of the, of the um, submission to evil, the part of the terror. You know, if you speak, you will die. If you speak, no, speaking is not a problem. Speak the truth. So evil or the dark wants to keep you in confusion and in self-doubt and in self-worth, lack of self-worth. You cannot exist if it exists. You're either flattened out, right? Or you exist. You can't, you, you, but the contradiction is you live in the contradiction within you. It creates a contradiction within you. Because you're blinded by terror, you can't see the monster. So I could never see that the very person that had abused me was my own parent. Because in my little mind, I wouldn't allow myself to acknowledge that it was him because it'd be too terrifying, right? Which is why the medicine is so powerful because it's, it's the act of love that shows up, this incredible unconditional love. Remember, as a child, there are only two options. There is evil or death. As you open up, what the third element is love, God, divinity, whatever you want to call it, shows up to come and heal you. In the dark, you have basically been shut down from God, shut down from the light. When the medicine shows up, it is opening you up to the light, to unconditional love. That's one of the great, you know, things about trauma. This is no love. It's a landscape of emptiness, of bleak lovelessness. Everything that happened to me in my life, I literally invented, I reinvented them, I reinvented the people, I just had to invent everything for me to survive that, to survive in hell, right? It's like redecorating the Titanic as it's sinking. So, wherever 
the injury happened, it took your power. And so as you're dissolving and then being sort of re-fertilized by love and by the medicine, so, you, you know, the places where you were shut down, your power is being returned. For me, one of the major places is is my throat, my mouth, the speech, the ability to speak the truth. The truth. Because before it was all silenced. Don't ever say anything, you know. And, and you've, you've, because you were small when it happened, you've forgotten and, and you've severed. You don't even know that that existed. You just think, well, this is normal. This is who I am. Right? So there's a, there's a lot of, you may not see it, but there's so much work that's required to get you to the wound and then to, once the wound has been extracted or, you know, the wound has been healed by extracting, you know, the, the, the darkness or the, the spirit of evil, whatever you want to call it, whatever is happening in the injury, then there's the rebuilding of you the refertilizing of every cell in your body so that once you've been cleansed by the dark, you can begin to grow again. And for me, there's a growth of my power through my voice, right? That's where I've been given back my divinity. And whatever it is for you, it could be through movement. I don't, what, everybody has a different place where the attack has been particularly bad for me also is in sexuality right your sexuality comes as you own it it's not owned by a foreigner or a weirdo or a pedophile that's what's also stolen right your innocence your sexual if again if it's sexual abuse or if it's physical you know the places that you were hit you take it's a reclamation of all of you back Right. All of you needs to be rebuilt. Now, it doesn't mean so here's the thing, you don't build a new you. The thing that shut your potential down is removed. And the thing that was already there, this divine seed of you, is then replanted, I suppose. Right? So the seed, it returns you to your origin that was shut down and then basically waters the truth of that. So you've become whole. Right? And whatever that is. Whatever it is that you were meant to be that was shut down, that was stolen, that was used. And I don't know what that looks like. For me, it's just like, wow, what, you know, makes me happy? Well, being able to speak the truth. You know, what community do you live in? Well, the community and where the truth is, you know, you're able to voice, right, your truth. A lot of people that live in trauma are in constant conflict because I was there too, I get it, right? You're always trying to make it work on the outside for other people because you have no access to yourself on the inside. 
I remember looking at my face when I was younger and not knowing who I fuck I was. It was just like an empty, vacant screen. So, this is a slow process of being re-fertilized and rebuilt and your sacredness return, the sacredness of whatever the injury was. For me, it was in the sexual, my sexual organs, it was in my mouth, it was my whole body. Everything is being, everything that arrives is sacred and it is literally decimated and made, you know, wiped out by evil. It's the return of the sacred within you. And that's not fuddy-duddy or in the air. No, it's just like you, you know, you were supposed to be a lavender, you know, and then you, you ended up being a crocodile. And the crocodile is removed and the seed of your lavender is, is allowed to, to flourish, right? Everybody is unique. Everybody has their own journey. Everybody is here to live up to the potential of what it is that they arrived to be. And so what's interesting is before I would sit in ceremony and this thing was in control. This darkness was just... I was watching this sort of battle between the light and the dark, between the medicine and this thing that had like implanted itself in me. And it would just kind of roar and blow. Now when I sit, I'm completely connected to the medicine. So it's like your whole spirit is reconnected to divinity in a way. It reconnects. And that was that's a, one of the most difficult things when you first, first start doing the medicine because you are so protecting the dark because you, you've so been marinated in it that you don't believe when the medicine shows up to heal you. You want to believe, but you've been so... It's almost like being in a cult. You've been so brainwashed and taken over by evil or by your trauma. So it's a slow process of... It's almost like changing sides where you're fully giving into the medicine. Right? And in that, because you don't trust love, you don't trust people that really care. One of the recent ceremonies I had where I was so connected to the medicine, it was so loving and so powerful. And, you know, there was grief over the loneliness of having been stolen, of having been away from my true family which is divinity and all things loving. But remember, remember when you are traumatized, everything, oh, but everything, every breath, every cell, everything you do, you say, etc. if it's been a deep trauma, is connected to the trauma. So it's like you're in hell, but you don't know, it. you're in prison, but you can't see the bars. But everything you are doing is an outcome of that trauma. So when the medicine comes in to heal you, she is going to take everything down. She will dismantle every last piece of you. And it is a privilege, and it is a blessing, and it is challenging, and painful, and fucking terrifying. Because your child believes that there is only this or death. So when you, medicine comes in to heal you, when you let go of the trauma, 
and you face the trauma, there's a death. There's a death of what you built. But then there's the, the you that is now being re-fertilized, replanted by the light. It's a huge journey. It's an uncomfortable, terrifying journey back home. And back home is to love and to light and to the you with all its potential to regrow. One of the things that concerned me was, okay, if I am, if all this is cleansed and cleaned and that was already very difficult to go through, right, for the last five years, then who's going to show up? You know, I'm 61, I can't, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be a parent, not have parents, right? Who is going to show up to help me grow this true self? I mean, I can't have parents. I'm 61. I'm, I'm like, I could be a grandmother right now, right? The plants. The plants become your parents. They become your divine light. They become your guide. They continue to protect you. I mean, I've been recently, you know, the dark tried to attack me, right? It doesn't stop trying to attack you, but now you have, you know the dark. It's no longer a trick. You can see it. it's, you know, it's full out, right? It's not in the shadows. It's like, oh, okay, there you are. All right, give shit about you, right? You're connected, all of you. You're rooted in the light, right? And you have to continue to grow that muscle, that connection with the light all the time in love, right? And if you've been in trauma, your life is full of distraction. And I'm sort of, I do that. You know, I'm wary of distractions. I'm like, what am I hiding from, right? But as you connect to the medicine, you can be here. The thing about being a child and being in terror and having the monster around you is that you cannot be here. You have to keep hiding the truth. You have to keep burying the horror. When you're connected to the light, you can be here. You do know what you're doing. You have, you know, you can be in this reality, be awake. It's about being conscious, not being afraid of being conscious here. In trauma, the conscious, your consciousness is shut down. It's stolen. You are asleep because you are now the dark's bitch. I certainly was. What's interesting is that, you know, the first level of um, the doctors or the shamans, you know, they're, they're, they're training with these plants for eons, 20 years, 30 years. It's insane. That's why they're so powerful. The first step of moving into that realm is to face evil. Right? It's a showdown with the dark. So... It's a journey, it's a process. It's literally like being at med school or something. It's like, you, it's like, and the medicine said to me just recently, you had to go through this. Why? I don't know. You, this, like, why did I have to go through this journey? It was horrible. The horror growing up, 
the horror later on in a divorce, etc. Having to go through all of this, relive this all. It's just been... It's like, it's like wandering around in hell for, you know, 40 years or whatever, right? 50 years. I had to see the dark to wake up. To be back home. It's like I was lost at sea. I was lost in the dark, lost in the desert. It sounds very biblical, but for me, it's just been the experience. I've been, and I grieved, I wept over the loneliness, the loneliness of being in the dark. In the dark, there's no love. There's nothing, it's bleak. I was always inventing them, inventing light where there was none. But to actually feel love, what you do with the medicine, which is, you know, with divinity, to feel that connection. It's like, you know, drinking water, having not drunk water in 61 years. It's like your home. This is true love. This is true connection. The connection I'd been inventing for many, many years that never existed. It's like you have a memory of home. You have a memory of divinity but you don't actually have it if you've been trapped by the dark. So trauma has its stages, has its tricks. And if you're in trauma, for whatever reason, it's all horrible if you're a child. Again, it doesn't matter what it is, whether something's abandoning you, physically hurting you. It's all horror because what it does, and I truly understand this now, it is not, the trauma, that's the problem. Although that in itself, you know, you can write books about. It is the fact that you are disconnected from God. Whatever you, however you want to see it, you know, a man, a flower, air, I don't, doesn't fucking matter. You are disconnected from divinity, from love, from light, from connection to something like you're plugged back in to life. I mean, before I was so lost, I couldn't see what was up. I didn't know. I was just what, bumping into walls. Everybody I met was dark. It was another replica of the dark. And even when I'd been taken out of me in a ceremony, I went back to my hut. And in a dream, the dark showed up again, trying to bring me back. It will constantly try to bring you back. So whatever you've been through, it's your lesson, right? There is something to, to get from it. You know, I'd love to be in the, you know, the lavender fields of the south of France, believe you me. But that was not my journey for some reason, whatever you're going through, wherever you are, it is for something. Now, I was told, you know, I did some pretty awful things in some other life. I've never seen it. And this was sort of payback. I had to go through this horror to learn about love. And in fact, I would say 
that having a child is the thing that really began to break the ice because I finally had felt real love of my son. I so loved him. It was the first time I experienced a love that I hadn't invented. I remember sitting in a hotel in Mexico or the, my partner and inventing love around him. I, I had no idea what it was. I had no knowledge of it. But it was through the birth of my child that I find that was the first break in the dark in a way. I actually felt true love. So the endless stories about the light and the dark are here for a reason. They are massive energetic forces and trauma is the energetic force of the dark. It's the capture. It's the early ambush of the dark. And if you're trapped in that maze, if you're trapped underground, you are looking for love to get out. That is the thing that will guide you out. But in order to get out, you must be willing to face all of that dark, to see it, to re-experience it, to wake up. I could only get out by going through. I had to be awake to the horror that was done to me, the, the horror that I had blacked down, the abuse, the being in cages, the being tied up. It was horrific. But if you were to see me, I was a normal, my, my whole defense mechanism, the thing that I'd built to cover it up was picture perfect. It was a complete and utter fucking lie. And it was a complete severing. And it was that I'm never going to look at behind this under the cover. We can live in massive contradictions. You don't need to be heroin addicts. But we can live in being completely severed from ourselves. The act of healing is the act of wholeness. You become one with everything. One with yourself. I remember in a ceremony just making circles. The medicine with my hand just literally and the medicine basically said you can't stop until you become whole which means I have to see the whole thing from the beginning until the end every act of horror right everything until I even see oh wow I see my parents taking me out to be abused his dick in my mouth my mother agreeing to be taking me out all of it I had to see the whole fucking shit show and then the final piece which was this was evil they were not your parents. They were sent by the dark. Right? Now, had I known any of this narrative? Not at all. I had not a clue that this is where I was being taken. But it is waking up. It is love. It is the pursuit of your truth. No matter what, where it takes you. 
that will finally heal you. And for me, because I'm older, it's not just about this life. We are on constant trajectories. It is a constant waking up. It is a constant healing. It is a constant cleansing. I didn't do it for this life, although I do want to live as much of this great life as I possibly can. But it's for all lives, the next one and the next one, to keep cleansing, purifying, and being connected to this mysterious divinity, which I can only describe because I saw it in a ceremony as light. You want to call it God? You want to call it, it doesn't matter. It is the one thing. You have to connect to the one thing. However it shows up, it's shown up for me as, you know, Christ on a cross. It's shown up for me as a, a woman in a carriage who I see, you know, on the side, of, like on a train on the side of it, the train looking down. It's come in myriad forms. But it's a, it is a thing from whence, from whence everything emerges. It is that reconnection that love. It's like being back home with your mother, your true mother, being back home with a family that you never had. It is love. And it is within all of us. But in injury, in trauma, we are severed from it. We are severed from source. How, again, however you want to describe it, as a hedgehog, as, you know, a, a, a dazzling person on a, you know, in a, on a throne in heaven, doesn't, whatever, biblical, nom, doesn't fucking matter how you describe it. When you connect to it, again, it's the difference between describing it and living it. Impossible to describe. The force, the sense of love, the sense of connection is unparalleled. It cannot be compared to anything because it is the truth. Bye.